The first reading is three verses in Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 to 3. The Lord had said to Abraham, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. And the second short reading is from Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 to 20. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. What a great song we just sang. If you don't mind, could you project the last verse for me? The very last one. I love it. Christ we proclaim the name above every name. For all creation, every nation. God's salvation through the Son. Every nation. Every nation. All creation. The all, the every in the Great Commission is the is the foundation we stand on. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you that in your salvation of the world, it was to every nation, every people, every person, every tongue, every tribe. We thank you for your all-encompassing love for all of us at all times. And today, as we look at your word and at, at the the command to make you known to all nations, we pray that you enlighten our hearts with new vitality, new inspiration, new hope, and new joy. Thank you that you call us to be part of such a great work, transforming lives and making you known. Thank you for this morning, in Jesus' name. Amen. It is a privilege to be with you today for as mission partners to be able to, if you like, um, visit and also to share some thoughts with you. We notice that today is the first Sunday of all of us coming together, children and adults. Is that correct? For the first part of the service, yeah, but a bit longer than normal. A bit longer than normal, okay. But this is a season where we're taking a break and soon we'll be coming back to start a new season, if you like the fall and all of that. And I'd like to share some of these thoughts as a guide for us as we approach the next phase of our lives. You as a church have a very strong mission vision, so we know that it's not new. And so some of these things may be, if you like, repetition for you to some extent, but I'd like us to be reminded of some of the things that Jesus calls us to do. Personally, I see being in missions as a privilege because it's the greatest work that God is doing, transforming lives and bringing people to the kingdom daily. 
So it's God's agenda. And it started from the beginning. If you like, from the, God, the Old Testament reading we had, God and Abraham had a patch. He said, you leave, do this, and I'll bless you. And the blessings were not supposed to be left with Abraham and his family alone, but to all nations. Again, all peoples, all nations, all tanks. And we see that even in the New Testament. So that the very last words that Jesus gave his disciples, he reiterated this command. That go and let me be known to all nations, all peoples. Now, the Great Commission is listed, or if you like, narrated in all the Gospels, including the, the book of Acts. And in different uh, of the Gospels, there are different aspects added. In the, in the book of Mark, it says, go to, if some say, go to all the worlds. It's talking about, if you like, different spheres of life. Sports world, the educational world, the political world, the entertainment world. All these places that we function, the Gospel should penetrate. Then we look at it in Acts. In the book of Acts, in fact, it gives us a, a bit of an understanding of the scope. Start from Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and then to the ends of the earth. Again, this mission we have is to the ends of the earth, all peoples, all nations. But in our particular passage we read in Matthew, I would like us to look at about some four verses that are, that are so interestingly listed here. If you like, please go with me to Matthew chapter 28. And see if we, you can agree with me that some of the key verses there would be in verse 19. It said, therefore, go. Go is a verb. It's an active one. And then make disciples, I will say. It's also another one. And then I will say even baptize. Say baptize on them. But here we can see the verb to baptize is an instruction. And then if you like, at the end, says, teach them to do something. So go, make, baptize, and to teach. Now, going is a very interesting word. It, it, it connotes movement. It's an instruction to do something. Someone said, you haven't left. If you are asked to go, you haven't gone if you haven't left. In a sense, if there, have been, there hasn't been a change of position or location, then you haven't gone. But we do go around all the time. In fact, I think you could even say this is talking about a movement. It could be walking, it could be running, it could be flying, it could be jogging, whatever it is, it's a movement. In this uh, gospel, I believe Jesus is saying that as you go about your normal life, as you go about your daily lives, do something. And we'll look at what we're supposed to do. He said, make. The making here, I look at it, implies doing something, as in creating something. Um, it talks about producing something. It talks about, if you like, developing something. Um, I like the expression sometimes when we short of food at home and say, so I'm, I'm going to just put something together. I'm going to make something. Few ingredients can be put together to make something. Jesus said, make something as you go. And he said, make disciples. How do we make disciples? And then he tells, once you've made a disciple, what you do, you baptize them, you teach them and all that. But the word teach for me is what I'm going to dwell on the next few minutes. Teaching here connotes for me giving instruction. 
if you like, giving personal knowledge or understanding for somebody to be enlightened about something. It talks about explaining something, or if you like, illustrating something. It could even be modeling, and if you like, mentoring. Teaching is really talking about negotiating ideas so that new understanding could be reached. In fact, it's, it's, it even means coaching, as in passing on knowledge or understanding or skill so that somebody can be something else. Now, in missions, Jesus is saying we should teach to, for people to obey. Let's note here, he's not talking about telling them to obey. He said, teach them to obey. Teaching here, it's a process. It takes time, and it needs consistency. For us, as Beacon School, we have the opportunity. Now, if we talk about teaching, the natural thought that comes to us is classroom. We teach in the classroom. But we also know that when we come to church, Bible, um, if you like, uh, Sunday school, teaching happens. In the pulpit, teaching happens. It's not a classroom. So teaching is not really limited to a classroom setting. But normally, was when we live our lives and really intentionally wanting to pass on something to someone. And Jesus is saying to us, as you go about your normal lives, be intentional about the impact that your life is making on people. And if we are believers, then we are revealing Christ to people. But he wants us to be intentional. So, so he said, teach them to obey. Now, how do we teach? And who is supposed to do this teaching? Is it the, if you like, the superheroes in society, all the special ones, all the more gifted people? No. Let's look at this same passage, Matthew 28, and look at verse 16 with me. It's very interesting that when Jesus actually appeared to the disciples, it wasn't everyone among them that really believed. Have you noticed that? Some actually doubted if it was he. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Is it all right in our faith to have doubts or questions sometimes? No. But to all of us, wherever we stand, wherever we find ourselves in our journey with the Lord, at any given time, Jesus says, make disciples. Teach them to obey. So perhaps maybe even in our doubts, we can actually model Christ. Because life is not easy. We are not always up here. There are downs and ups. There are times of sadness, times of bereavement, all of these moments in our lives, Jesus says we can teach people to put their trust in him and to follow him. So missions for me is a lifestyle. Indeed, it is as we go about our normal daily lives, Jesus says do this, do this, model, train, teach. But coach is the key one. Now, I have come to ask myself this question. When a football team performs poorly, who is the first that is asked to leave? Is it the players? 
the coach, right? The manager. Now, I've been following Manchester United, forgive me, if you're not a fan. <laughs> they playing these friendly matches in Australia. And I am amazed that they're winning all these games. The first match against Liverpool, they scored four nil. Four goals to nil. And I wondered, what's new? Hopefully they can keep this. But I noticed that there's a new manager. There's a new coach. Jesus is saying that we should teach people. In other words, we should model. We should coach people. You see, a coach would not go to the field himself to play. You see them on the sidelines. They run up and down. They know exactly what must happen. They have their eyes on all the 11 players, if you like, all the 22. So they can tell who should be where and at any given time. This picture of us as coaches, teaching people to obey, shows how significant our lives are for the Lord Jesus Christ. We could be in doubt at some point. We could be questioning certain things sometimes. We may not even feel. But in our moment, wherever we find ourselves, God's intention for us is that we will be modeling something of the kingdom lifestyle for others to copy or to learn from. So missions for me is living a life that someone can find Christ in our lives wherever, whenever, whatever the context. Now, during COVID, we were asked to go off school. Like we had a shutdown. I don't know if in England we had the same. Schools were not allowed to go to school. We were at home for about 11 months. During that time, Beacon School, we managed to go online, reproduce all our materials to be able to teach online. It meant that we didn't have face-to-face -face contact with people. We tried to do this Bible time that we normally have online. But in a situation where somebody is sitting behind their monitor or their computer and may switch off the, 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 the camera so you wouldn't see them. You know they are there, but you can't see them, and you can't force them to switch it on. And sometimes, because of the, the nature of the date at the internet, you ask people to switch off their camera so that you can at least, they can at least hear you. We realized that over time, we were not having that same level of contact with people. The virtual contact, although it's real, it's not quite real. So we lost something. When they came back to school after about a year, we realized how much we had lost in terms of our consistency in being able to disciple them and help them to work with Christ. Educationists are now talking about the, the learning loss during that period. And I actually, I attended a conference in London not too long ago where international ministers of education were talking about the impact of the COVID on education. And they were, they were talking about almost the regret that politicians shut down schools, although the impact on children wasn't that great. But the learning loss was not the only thing that we noticed when our children came back, but also this contact with the Lord Jesus Christ, that consistency, the commitment to follow their lives, the Lord Jesus. And that showed the importance of, or the role of the home and the school in this educational spectrum. And we are saying that to this morning. We've been commanded to teach, being it a parent, being it a, 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 an accountant, 
being it a banker, a consultant, whatever our profession in life, this instruction to teach, it's so, so important for all of us. And we are all called to be coaches, if you like. The other side then becomes a very interesting question, and that is if society is not performing well, let's say if the team is not performing well, who should we look at? The manager, the coach. Indeed, if we are therefore called to be the coaches, if Jesus is counting on us to, if you like, let people see who we are, then it's so important that in our understanding of our role in life, we don't only look at, if you like, look at the work we do in church or when we are part of a mission work to be the only time that we are doing missions. What I'd like to bring to your attention is that mission work, it's a daily affair. Every day, every time we go to the supermarket, we go to the local market, we go to wherever we find ourselves. Someone said this. It sums it up quite well. Apparently, it's St. Francis of Assisi said, preach the gospel, and if at all necessary, use words. It talks about, it doesn't really, if you'll undermine the work of preaching or speaking, but rather saying that the demonstration of our lives as a message, it's very important. Often we don't look at that. We don't seem to think if we are not good in speaking or telling people about Christ, you sit with someone on an airplane or on a train, you didn't muster the courage to ask them about their faith or if they know Jesus, you can go away condemned, but you didn't really, you didn't represent Christ. But perhaps when somebody drops something, the kindness you actually help them with, somebody struggling to sit or lift something, these acts of kindness shows Christ in our lives. And I'd like to encourage us as a church, that whatever our profession, whatever our role in life or in society, however, whatever our age, we have influence on people. And Jesus is saying, through how we live our lives, we can teach people to obey the instructions Jesus has given us. So I'm going to end now. But this message for me is saying, God is saying, make me famous by being aware that everything you do out there in society speaks of me. And if we are conscious of the fact that we are really spelling out, excuse me, sp spelling out Christ through our lives, we'll be very intentional about it. In other words, we would not, if you like, have a division when we want to be known to be Christians and when we want to be normal people. In our culture, in our society, there is always a pressure, there's strong pressure for us to be normal like everybody else. So we struggle to stick out a little. But I'm saying that we don't need to make noises about being Christians. We can only, we can do so by just demonstrating how kind, how polite, how wonderful Jesus is just through our lives. So my message is very simple. We are people of influence. That is leadership. We are people that go about normal duties. We find ourselves in places that no Christian may have been before. In those contexts, could we be the gospel that somebody can read? When we do cross-cultural missions, sometimes we say that we may be the only Bible that somebody will ever get to read. 
Not so much the written word, but the life we live. The way we demonstrate God's love, the way we show forgiveness, the way we really show carefulness and care for people can demonstrate the life of Christ. That Jesus says, we should go into all the world, to every creature, everyone we meet, and make Jesus known to them. So the message message this morning is very simple. We are all called to go about our normal duties. We do it anyhow. And Jesus is saying, in that process, in that process of you doing your normal life, make Christ known. Amen. Amen. I'm going to ask Sarah to come. Now, when, we, when I talk like this, it looks as if missions can only happen in Chesham. Missions can only happen when we, let's say, go on a train to London or somewhere. But is there another aspect of missions that we can actually be a part of? And how do we do that? Thank you. When I was 22, I was prayed um, for going out to missions in this church, Emmanuel Church. This was my sending church uh, into full-time missions. God called me to go um, to South America to work with Youth of Mission or YWAM. But for me, it started actually when I was age 10. St. Mary's Church Sunday School. There was an elderly lady called Miss Knight. I don't think anyone here would remember. Oh, somebody, Linda remembers Miss Knight. Miss Knight was, ran the Sunday school in St. Mary's for years. As she was, I don't know, she was extremely old. At least she looked very, very old to me when, she, when I was seven. But I think she actually was. She was very, very much late in life. And she introduced me to a, just one day, I remember a little pamphlet about street children in Brazil. And that kind of settled in my heart as a 10-year-old. Now, I was reminded as we were preparing for this, uh, just sharing on missions of Miss Knight. She wasn't that impressive. She wasn't uh, a dynamic preacher. She was a faithful woman of God who for years invested in one group of children after the next. And my life is very much a result of someone like Miss Knight. I don't even remember what she taught me, but I remember that key moment when God put a seed of missions in my heart, age 10. So for those of you who work in ways that you feel are unspectacular, I believe that God uses every little seed that we sow at any point in somebody else's life. And since then, God has used me, and I say this in all humility, to do amazing things. He's, I've worked with drug addicts, I've worked all around the world, I've worked with prostitutes, I've worked with street children, I've set up an orphanage. Wow, an impressive CV, right? But there's a bit about this scripture in, in, in Mark, uh, Matthew 28 that I really want us to just dwell on before, I, before we finish. It says, surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. And I look back on my life and I'm thinking, how on earth did I do that? And I look forward and there are things that I'm thinking, help, how on earth am I going to do that? And I think often when we look at someone else's life, when we look back at our own life or forward at the things God is maybe prompting us to do, many times our reaction is, help, I can't do that. 
And I think at the very point that Jesus is making, he says, all authority is given to me, not to you, but it's because of his authority, he equips us for literally anything that he wants us to do. That anything might be just interceding in the middle of changing nappies. It might be talking to somebody on a bus where you don't naturally talk to people on buses. In my case, yes, it was going all around the world in cross-cultural missions. But that's because that's what he equipped, equipped me to do. But the thing that I've experienced over the decades, and it's probably three decades now, maybe more, I can't remember how old I am, um, is the last bit. I am with you always to the very end of the age. And we can't anticipate before we're going into something just how much Jesus is going to be there with us. Many of you will testify times of great grief, great struggle. Looking back, you just don't know how you did it. And I think that's Jesus' promise. As we step out, whether it be in cross-cultural missions that maybe somebody is being called to, but for many of us, it'll just be in, in being witnesses in our daily lives. Jesus says categorically, I will be with you to the very end of the age. He's going to be with us in the dynamic things, the impressive things. He's going to be with us in the small things. A lot of our lives, whether we're in missions or not, whether we're in full-time ministry or not, it's just daily boring things, isn't it? it? Life is just ticking along. And it's in that daily knowing him that, that Jesus makes himself real to us. I went, as, as I say, to work with YWAM, Youth of the Mission. We still work with YWAM, actually. And a lot of the teacher training that we're now doing is in and through YWAM. And YWAM have a motto, interestingly, knowing God and making him known. Does that sound familiar? <laughs> and that's very much the heart of Emmanuel Church, to know Jesus and to make him known in Jesus and the world. But you'll notice that the first command is know Jesus. Sit with him, walk with him, get to know him. And the more that we do that, the, the doing, the, the things that we are called to do in his name, flow very, very naturally. We might not see it from when we start, but as we take those small steps of faith, as the misnights of this world <laughs> diligently commit to teaching one annoying child after another, those of you in Sunday school, week after week, what am I doing? There are moments where we don't see what it is that God is doing in and through us. But those small steps of obedience, as we get to know Jesus more, as we step out, that's when he's with us. That's when we see, actually, I can do this. Not because I'm a hero, not because I'm so incredibly brave, but because Jesus is working in me and through me to reach this world. So let's pray. Lord Jesus, we are so grateful that you have given us authority to reach this world around us. We thank you for the many different places that you have placed us. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for the reminder of that promise that nothing that we do is too small when we do it as a step of obedience to you. Lord Jesus, I thank you that you promise never to leave us nor forsake us, that our small steps in your kingdom, can, we can guarantee that you'll be walking alongside us. Thank you for your incredible love for each one of us and your incredible love for this world that you've made. Help us to be reminded daily 
of all that you do in us and all that you want to do through us. We pray today that we'll be mindful of your purpose and your calling in our lives to reach this lost world that needs you so much. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.